Good morning. My name is Arturo, and this is the Morning Meditation Podcast. Today's meditation is called The Quintessential Artist, and it's the final of the artistry series. So far, we've talked about Norman Rockwell, Jim Henson, Mr. Rogers, and Bob Ross. And these four guys are very important to me. These four gentlemen are artists uh, that have all passed, but yet they all left their mark on the art world. And they weren't considered like the best artist of their time. They weren't flashy. They weren't tops and number one, but they did something that was important. Each one of them contributed a lot to not just the art world, but the education world, to the world in general. They're great guys. To me, they're the tops. They're what I consider my Mount Rushmore, the four faces that are on the monument of my life. Uh, at least in the in the sense of artistry, and to me, artistry is important. It, it always has been. It's something that expresses spirit, and that's where the word quintessential comes from. It's quint essence, the fifth essence, um, which is considered spirit because the the four essences in in old world philosophy was earth air fire and water and people believed that everything was made of one of those four essences but they knew that there was something else that there was a fifth essence that held it all together so they called it the quintessence and now the word quintessential uh it means the the top the best of the best somebody that embodies the completeness of whatever the subject is in this in this instance it's artistry and so the quintessential artist as far as people is you know non-existent there is nobody who's the perfect artist it's definitely not me and it's not any one of these guys now these guys were important to me because they each brought one element that they shined at and they shine at this one thing in their artistry careers and you know if you want to know about that you can listen to the other episodes but the those things are important and i think to be a well-rounded artist to be a, a big artist you have to at least consider all four of those different angles all four of those different things especially if you're going to make your living as an artist because one of those four things is business and something that most artists never get a hold of, you know, unless you have somebody who is going to be your agent, somebody who's going to work on your behalf. Uh, business can be a pretty tough thing. There's very few artistic types that are good at business. That's why Jim Henson was on that list, because he was really, really good at that. But the quintessential artist, who could it possibly be? Well, there's no one perfect but God and I consider his artistry to be the best because that's really what inspires the rest of us the rest of us who aspire to be artists our inspiration comes from nature and the universe and the beauty that we see all around us from humanity I mean what are the most beautiful things in the world a baby's face, you know, the the feminine form for a man, that's that's very moving spiritually. Women are, are beautiful. They represent the beauty of God. The 
their entire form, their their all of their characteristics. They have a loveliness and a beauty that goes beyond the outside, beyond what you see just uh, physically. There's there's something there that they carry this spiritual element of beauty. And I've heard someone call it the uh, the burden of beauty. The burden of beauty is carried by the women. And that's important. That's the way that uh, we see things in this world. That's the way we experience this world. And as a man, I experience that and I, I receive the goodness of that. And it's a privilege to be a part of this world, you know, to see nature and all of its beauty. You look at the animal kingdom, you know, our furry little friends, little uh, small mammals that tend to be just, uh, I guess, cute, but they're they're lovely to look at. They're they're good to look at. You see, uh, there's there's lots of artwork dedicated to puppies and squirrels and birds and all the the small creatures of the world, and then the majestic creatures of the world, the lions and the the elephants, the wolf. The animal kingdom has so much to show us. And then nature, uh, their landscaping art is a huge part of art. Why? Because of rivers and lakes and mountains and trees and clouds. And then you look at the universe, you know, you get into all of that type of art. There's even, you know, fantasy art really gets into painting the images of the universe, planets and and stars and different types of suns and so many things that are represented and people emulate those things. People try to recreate those things. But have you ever taken the time to think that all of those things were already created? And, you know, some people say that God doesn't exist. And that's just silliness to me because to me, I just think that has to be somebody who's blind. And most of those people that say that are not physically blind. They have eyesight. They have eyesight, but they can't see. They can't see, as some people say, the forest for the trees. They can't see that our world was created beautiful. It didn't have to be. You know, a rose didn't have to be red. The trees didn't have to be green. The grass, the water didn't have to be blue. The clouds didn't have to have so many different shapes and reflect so many different colors and be unique every single morning and every single night. I know because in the morning I drive to the east and in the evening I drive to the west. So I see as the sun's coming up the clouds colored with the morning lights. And in the evening I see the clouds colored with the evening lights and the colors are different. And the shapes are different. And the seasons change the clouds. Here, uh, in I'm in South Texas. And so, being in San Antonio, um, we're not far from the coast, but yet we're not on the coast. So, during hurricane season, um, there's different types of clouds. I noticed that, you know, uh, as these fronts all move in from 
from the Gulf of Mexico, they bring with them these big puffy clouds. And it's the greatest arrangement of clouds that I see is, is just during that whole season when when all these fronts move in. Not necessarily, I'm not talking about hurricanes themselves. I mean, that's that's a trouble that's something totally different. But during the whole season, you see the clouds. I just happen to notice that they look different for that time of year. They're they're bigger, thicker, fluffier, and the reflections of light and the colors that come through them. I mean, I've noticed that sometimes you'll see a gray cloud behind a white cloud, which is not normal. Usually the shadow is in the back and the light uh, is in the front because you're closer to it. The light reflects off of it more easily, but yet sometimes I see it backwards. I see that there can be a dark cloud on top and a bright cloud on the bottom. It just has to do with how the sun shines through it. And I don't know if you've ever seen that. I don't know if you've ever looked at that, but those things are intriguing. Just to see the fingerprint of God in everything. I mean, I even look at myself, my own my own being, the fact that I can see with these eyes that I can see so clearly, and I'm blessed I have good eyesight and I know that because most of my family uses glasses and thank God I haven't needed glasses yet and I think because I have this artist sentiment it's I'm just so so thankful that I can see well in the wonder of eyes that can uh, adjust to to see in the darkness eyes that can see light in so many different ways that can experience the beauty of this world. That's a privilege. It's something not to be taken lightly. And I think to have this this spirit that understands, you know, that we're a part of something much bigger than even what we can see or hear or feel, experience with any of our senses, because the mind itself is not even tangible, but yet it can be beautiful as well. I look at my hands. Uh, I work with tools all day long because I work on cars. So I, I'm working with screwdrivers and pliers and all these, you know, wrenches and things and sockets. And there's so much that I use with power tools and reaching tools. And I have to use like very specific things like an extendable mirror and an extendable magnet. And, and I have to reach around corners and it's very difficult to work around what engineers have designed, but yet the greatest tool that's available to me is my hands. You know, they're at the ends of my arms and I have just enough bends in my elbow and my shoulder and my wrist and, and all of my fingers. And I think like, man, if we could just make tools that are made of metal that won't get cut, you know, that that aren't vulnerable like like these hands, you know, if I could make a tool that was like my hand and use that to to reach and to do things, man, that'd be the perfect tool. Why? Because God has designed my hands that way to be able to work and move and reach and touch things. And because I can feel where something is, I can't always see it because once again, engineers, that's a thing and I'm not going to get into it here, but you have to reach around 
these places where it's just not possible to see. But yet I've been given the perfect tool, which is hands. And again, I can appreciate that. I know someone very close to me who was born with one hand. It's my wife. And so she's she's wonderful. And she's not lacking anything. But she happened to be born that way. And she happened to be born different. And so it just reminds me sometimes that I'm privileged to have what I have. You know, I'm privileged to have my eyesight, to have two hands and two feet. And, you know, not everybody gets to walk around every day. I do. There are people who don't have that. But what I see in all of these things is that God is great. That he created the sky with this blue, but it's not just blue. Sometimes it's really, really gray and orange and fiery red and purple and pink he created the ocean that's blue but it's not a blue circle like we see sometimes in pictures no it's moving it's changing and everything in this world is flowing and there's a beauty and a symmetry to it but there's also uh, a chaotic element of it if we can look around and see and open our eyes and learn to appreciate we can find that there is a quintessential artist, one who inspires the rest of us, inspires those who have eyes to see, have ears to hear. I didn't even get into music and melody and the beauty of sound, the songs of a bird, and all of the other things. It would take so much time, like the Gospel of John says, if if all of the things were written down, there would not be enough books in the world. And he was talking about Jesus. Jesus is God the Son. And God the Father and God the Holy Spirit have moved in this world. One God doing so much. And it benefits us. We get to experience so much beauty in the world. In a time of turmoil and upheaval, maybe take a minute to appreciate the beauty of this world and the quintessential artist behind it all. This is a morning meditation podcast. Thank you for listening.